When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up, War Eagle War Report family? You got Ike Jones back with another morning drop. Today, we are going to talk about the run game and expectations for the 2024 season with that. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now listening to the War Report. Morning drop. It is your guy Ike Jones in here talking a little Auburn football, talking Auburn run game coming into the 2024 season. Hopefully everybody has had a wonderful evening yesterday and your morning is starting off really well. We want to get in here and discuss a little bit about the Auburn run game and expectations um, before we get into the conversation. If you're re-watching this, make sure you're doing the necessary by sharing the video, liking the video, and subscribing to the channel. Uh, but let's just talk about it. Uh, new Auburn uh, running backs coach, and offensive coordinator Derek Nix coming to the plane for the 2024 season. And, you know, the Auburn run game was was good last year. Um, didn't get a thousand yard rusher, but very close with Jarquez Hunter. You know, just take a look at the numbers for Jarquez Hunter last season uh, in 12 games played 909 yards. Uh, so pretty good for a 12 game output. Uh, the next leading rusher for the team was Peyton Thorne, however, uh, with 515 yards. And then the next leading rusher as a running back was Damari Austin, 64 attempts, 320 yards for him. But what's going to be the expectation going into year two of Coach Freeze, year one of Derek Nix, the offensive coordinator slash running backs coach? Uh, and that's going to be really the interesting proposition. Can Auburn get to a thousand yard rusher this season or can running back by committee get you to 2,000, you know, with the three to four uh, running backs that are going to be out there? Can you get to 2,000 plus yards from your running back room? Last year, again, 909 for Jarquez Hunter, 320 for Damari Austin, 227 for Brian Batte, 172 for Jeremiah Cobb, another 95 for Sean Jackson, 33 for Justin Jones. Didn't take any quarterbacks into that calculations, but uh, into that calculation, but uh, that is 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. That's around 2000 yards for your running back room by committee. Um, so what can the output be in year one for Derek Nix? When you look at the numbers for what he's done kind of historically in other places as he was the running back coach, because the last couple of years he was the, um, he, he was the, um, Pass, excuse me, the wide receivers coach at Ole Miss. So this is uh, for the years. Let me make sure I have my years correct here for Derek Nix would have been 2008 to 2019 uh, when he was the running backs coach at Ole Miss. Did well, right? The uh, Ole Miss Rebels did well in that period of time. Um, 
they averaged about 170 yards per game during his stint as the running backs coach. Now, this is across multiple guys. Actually, the 170.36 yards per game that I pulled up, this was during the Hugh Freeze years. So when Hugh Freeze was your offensive coordinator slash coach and Derek Nix was the running backs coach, 176 yards per game um, in in that season is what you got from Derek Nix. Um, 170... 0.36 0.36 or 70.4, excuse me, yards per game is what you got from the Hugh Freeze, Derek Nix combination at Ole Miss. Uh, about 38 attempts per game, five, 4.5 yards per carry is what happened during those one, two, three, four, five years where the overlap was there for Derek Nix as running back coach and Hugh Freeze as the offensive coordinator slash head coach. Um, now, again, Different time and age. Actually, running was a little bit more popular during that time. Coach Hugh Freeze, as he stated many times, was uh, one of the pioneers for uh, kind of the spread up-tempo hurry offenses. So uh, the run game wasn't necessarily even a featured part of what he was doing there at Ole Miss when he started. Um, But still was able to come up with some prolific run offenses. You compare that to last year's team um, as far as averages are concerned. Uh, The offense, 189 yards on the ground, averaging 39 and a half attempts and 4.8 yards per carry last season for Auburn. Uh, So, you know, what they did historically last year for Auburn was a little bit more. Now, some of that may have been due to the fact Coach Freeze wasn't the offensive coordinator. He wasn't the guy calling the plays. Is this run offense going to, or is this offense going to be as run heavy? Uh, When we talked about expectations for the season, uh, there were some people who were saying, listen, the the run game or the running back room is the most talented room on this offense. I actually think the tight end room might be the most talented, uh, but I do like the running back room as probably 1A, 1B there. But There are people who think that this running back room is the most talented room in the offense. So is that going to be a feature part of this offense? And what can coach Derek Nix do to help the run game be better? What are the expectations going to look like? And this is where I want to camp out and want to ask questions from you all, because this is really what I want to hear your thoughts on. What does a successful year one look like for a Derek Nix offense, right? Again, I know it's Coach Hugh Freeze's offense, but Derek Nix, Dick Nix as the offensive coordinator slash run game coordinator, which is what he is going to be uh, basically tasked with is to figure out how to get this running back room in this run game coordinated in the proper way. What is it going to look like? And what does success get measured as for that running back room in year one? You've got uh, a senior year of Jarquez Hunter coming up, a junior year of Damari Austin, senior year Brian Batty, um, if he sticks it out after the spring. And the only reason I say that is because he did enter, enter the transfer portal initially and then came back. I don't know, um, and I, I have not talked to, to Brian Batty, so don't think that this is me trying to project any, you know, backdoor whispers or anything. Um but, you know, what What does a year one of him look like? What does a year, uh, excuse me, year two of him look like senior season? Year two of Jeremiah Cobb's uh, sophomore year. What does that look like for Auburn as far as the run game is concerned? And what does success, how are we going to measure success of whether or not he's doing a good job with the running backs? Because this is, um, you know, there's like this retroactive uh, take on some things that tends to happen with people about 
changes that are happening when you when when we're trying to sell ourselves on how successful we feel like someone's tenure was. We like to retroactively go back and we look at statistics and we want to measure things. And I've seen this narrative get floated out there about Caddy not being great at his job, good, but not great at his job. Um, and so then I have to ask, what are you measuring success of these people by? Right. Is it the productivity of the room? Is it the progression of people year over year as they're tutoring? Like, do you see? Because I'll talk about me. When I looked back at the time that, uh, for instance, I've been a noted critic or I, I critiqued pretty heavily the productivity of the wide receivers under coach Gus Malzahn and particularly when you talked about Cody Burns being the wide receiver coach, right? And I, I was like, I don't know how much success we had with wide receivers with Cody Burns as the wide receiver coach. Not to say that Cody Burns was bad. I just didn't see, and how I look at it is when a person comes in freshman year with a lot of hype and expectation, how did they exit the program as far as their progress Um year over year. Did they get better? Not how well did he recruit guys into the room? Because I think Cody Burns actually was a decent recruiter and we got some of our most highly touted wide receiver recruiting classes with Cody Burns here. He was a decent recruiter. Coach Malzahn ran a decent recruiting program. But how many of those guys that came in that were recruited, highly touted, four or five-star guys produced at a four to five-star level Um while he was there and how much better did those young men get while he was here as well. I don't think that the receivers produced at a high level. Now, a lot of that has to do with the scheme that uh, was being run. A lot of that has to do with the offensive line that was here during that time. A lot of that has to do with the quarterbacks who were throwing them the ball. Understood. Understood about all of those things. But again, how do we objectively create analysis for position coaches because some of those guys are just doing what they're told to do. Hey, the coach said we're going to do it this way. This is the way that we're going to do it. But we we find our ways to kind of assign, well, this person wasn't very good at their job because X, Y, Z. What's the objective criteria that we're going to use to judge year one success? Not ultimately how good Derek Nix is going to be for the entirety of his tenure at Auburn, but what does year one success for Derek Nix look like as the running backs coach for Auburn? And again, the reason I ask this question is because I see this retroactive narrative about uh, Coach Carnell Williams and his stint at Auburn as to how successful it was. Um, listen, I think the running backs perform admirably as while Cadillac, Cadillac was here. Um, and I think he was consistently getting guys that, number one, bought into the culture of Auburn. And I think that that is kind of the, the, the most important thing when you talk about a position room coach in collegiate sports is because they're not calling the shots, how well do you get the people in that room to buy into the culture and, and the things that they're being asked to do? Um, his He consistently brought in four-star recruits, which, you know, I know that there are five-star recruits out there. He could have gotten, I think he brought guys in that fit the system well, and he was able to do great things with those young men, and they got progressively better as he was coaching them, right? You think about year one 
Tank Bixby, for instance. Tank Bixby, naturally talented guy. I think he was going to be successful no matter where he went and played football. And could he have been more successful in other programs with better offensive lines and better quarterback talent and all that? So absolutely disservice what was done for Tank Bixby as far as things that were placed around him that allowed him to be successful. But what I did see out of Tank Bixby year one was that he was a guy who really didn't understand how to run gap schemes appropriately. Coach Williams helped him learn how to do that a little bit better in his time. And and patience as a runner, something that both he and Jarquez Hunter kind of lacked. Jarquez Hunter still trying to figure it out a little bit. Patience as a runner, picking your spots and understanding sometimes, you know, you've got to try to hit the home run. Sometimes you need to just go get the two or three tough yards and let that. Coach Cadillac did an amazing job because he's a really good running backs coach of helping those men understand how to hit home runs and how to get singles, right? I know I'm mixing metaphors here to win baseball metaphors and football at the same time. Did an excellent job of that. Again, this isn't about the run game specifically. Well, it is about the run game. This isn't about Cadillac specifically, but this is about how you define success in year one for a collegiate position room coach because we're going to want to look back at the end of this season and say, this is what Derek Nix did successfully. We're not going to be able to judge, you know, recruiting, really. I mean, we're going to get year one of recruiting with Derek Nix coming up here soon. But at the end of the season, you know, early signing day will have happened. So maybe we'll look at whether or not he was able to bring in a big recruit. But I don't think that's going to be the end all be all. Is there a number that we need to put on it as far as success? Because he's not dealing with a blank canvas here, right? He's dealing with a guy who people think should be a thousand yard rusher in his senior season coming up here in Jarquez Hunter. He's dealing with two or three other running backs that are all capable of being thousand yard rushers. What does the collective running back by committee look like? Is he going to be responsible for the distribution of carries? How is he making sure that those running backs are getting in and out of the game and staying fresh? Um, you know, how well do they progress? And this is going to be a big thing for me in their ability to pick up blocking assignments. Because I think if there was one critique that I would have for the time that Caddy was here, I don't think that our running backs got significantly better at run blocking um, or, or pass blocking while Cadillac was here. Not significantly better. Uh, Jarquez Hunter still was missing those kinds of assignments. And, um, you know, Jeremiah Cobb did well when he came in. I think that, um, you know, but Tank Bixby wasn't ever a particularly great blocker, right? Like, you now, so maybe there's a, an area of improvement because I do know we're, we're likely going to be, Auburn's going to likely be throwing the football more in this year coming up with Coach Hugh Freeze, or at least want to throw the football more. And how you pass block is going to be a part of whether or not that's going to happen. Again, that's not completely on the running back room. The offensive line has a portion to do with that. But we're talking about year two of Coach Thornton. We expect to see some success and some improvement with the offensive line in Coach Two under Coach Thornton. So how are we going to judge the success of that room and what are the expectations going to be for Derek Nix and the run game going into year one that's the question I want to ask you all and I would love to see your responses about that before I get into some of the responses here in the live chat definitely need to remind you that the morning drop is brought to you by our sponsor the rogue shop make sure you head over to rogueshop.com using code rapport get you a little something off your purchase America's number one online dispensary they have things for sleep stress aid pain anxiety all anxiety all of those things you can find remedies for at the rogue shop head over there use code rapport that tells them that the war report sent you drop. 
War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now here's the rest of your morning drop. Let's get over here into the comment section. Always love to hear from the Green Name Gang and see what you guys are thinking about in terms of all of this stuff. Um, let's see what y'all are marinating on this morning. Appreciate you jumping in here with the morning drop. Jared Reynolds jumps in. I'll get it started off with him who says, I just want an offense that looks complete and consistent. Jared, that's good, but I want some concretes. What is complete and consistency look like for you when you look back at the end of the season how are you going to say check yes complete and consistent throw some numbers out there throw something definitive out there that we can go back and we can have a measuring stick and say yes we check the box for complete and we check the box for consistency now consistency can look terrible by the way we can be we can look consistently bad right so let's let's define these things more concretely because i want to be able to look back retrospectively and say hey this is what the measuring stick was did we meet that or did we not let's look at those things concretely uh, JJ Brand says the offense will improve. Now, Freeze has got some staff that understands his system and philosophy. Now that Freeze has those things, JJ thinks that, hey, man, we're going to have a better offense next season. How do we measure that? Again, I want I want you guys to start thinking about this stuff. What does better look like? Is it going to look like more yards per attempt, more yards per game? Is it going to look like more rushing yards? Is it going to look like more points? Yes, all of those things. How much of an improvement do we expect to see in year two? Like how many more yards per tip? How many more points per game? What does that look like from you all's perspective, right? I want to know. I want to hear from y'all. I want y'all to start thinking about these things so that when we go back and we look at it, we can say, yes, that's what happened. This is what we accomplished. Uh, Prince Major says, I want to see a competent offense. You ain't got to score 40 a game, but we can't be what it was last year. Agreed. I think one of the major things that I would like to see, because I know some people are going to say, well, I, you tell us what you want to see. One of the things I would like to see is, is our average yards that we need to complete a third down be less, right? I'd like to see less third and whatever's necessary for this offense, number one, because I think that means that you're doing better on first and second down. I'd like to see our third down percentage go up. So how often we're getting those. And I think that there's a direct correlation between how many yards you need on average for third down and your completion and success rate on third down. I like to see those things. And I would like to see our ability to get um, passing yards per attempt, excuse me, per game. I don't necessarily need to see per attempt, I mean, there's a correlation between that, but pass yards per game. I'd like to see that go up. Uh, we had far too many games where last season we didn't even have 100 passing yards. Pass yards per game need to be. We need to be getting closer to 170 to 200 range, right? Like, I mean, we, we need to see a difference 
of a lot. Last season, just let's take a look at uh, yards per game last season. And in the Power Five, I guess I should clarify, Power Five games, because the Cupcake games allowed us, because as I'm looking at the yards per attempt last season, 162 yards per game last year, um, 59.6 complete. Okay, so completion percentage from an offensive standpoint, I know I'm talking about run game, but I'm just talking about the offense in general. 65, north of 65, love to see that. Um, And the power five specifically, and I don't have those statistics right here in front of me, I need to see 150 plus at least from the pass game. Uh, From a run game standpoint, I'd like to see us average probably north of last season. We were around 190 yards per game. I think we need to be around that. Specifically in power five contests, I'd like to see us be 130 plus next season. That's what I'd like to see um, in year two coming up here. Prince Major jumps back in and says 28 points a game is a big jump, but it's reachable. Two passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So thinking that we need to be able to score 28 points per game. Um, and, and again, like last year, you know, I don't know how many points per game that we scored. Again, I'm not looking at points per game. Actually, I am looking at that right now. 26.2 points per game last season. Right. It's not a huge jump to get to 28, but. Again, when we're talking about in conference or in power five games, those numbers look drastically different. And if, for me, that's going to be the biggest measuring stick is how are we performing against the best competition? Not how much do we pad the stats against our worst? Um, and of course, you know, no more New Mexico State games. Tim, the tool main Taylor says the number of yards of total yards we got last year will be absolutely unacceptable this year. Our starting starting quarterback can't have 85 in a game, man. I agree. I agree. But today running game, what are we looking for in the run game? We'll talk about the pass game because we got a lot to talk about with this pass game, specifically in our pass catching, because I've been owing you guys a lot of that. And I've been trying to put some numbers together and some film on that stuff so we can look at those comprehensively. Uh, but we definitely need to talk about this pass game coming up into next season uh let's see what else do we have out here in these green name gang streets uh ant robinson jumps back in and says to me year one is two seven heart 700 yard rushers and one 1000 yards from hunter uh our o-line is better than last year and we should be able to have a passing game so between two guys, at least, is what I'm, if, if I read that correctly, 1,000 yards from Hunter and at least 700 yards from someone else on that rushing, in that running back room. So, again, looking at last year, um, Jarquez Hunter would need a 100 additional yards and Damari Austin would need an additional almost 380 yards on the season. Now, Damari was out for a couple of games, right? He missed three games last year. Um, so, 1,700 yards between two backs, 1,000 from Jarcoas Hunter and 700 from somebody else, likely Demari Austin Cobb, somebody else in that room. Um, but if we're looking at last year, uh, Peyton Thorne, again, ran for 515. Robbie Ashford ran for 217. If you take the 217 yards from Robbie Ashford and you give that to a running back, and let's just say we give it to Brian Batty, excuse me, to Demari Austin because he was the next highest, he gets up to 500 and. 37 yards so that only puts you 
and and I know you're not just going to assign it directly to a guy, but I'm just trying to get us in the range of what we're talking about. So we'd need another 100 yards from Jarquez Hunter to get to where you're talking about. And then if we gave those yards to just one person, um, then we'd need about another 200 yards. We'll just call it 200. It's less than that, but 100-something yards from Damari Austin next season if you give him those Robbie Ashford yards and maybe even take some of the Peyton Thorne yards away and you get into that, right? If you're going to have him throw the ball more as opposed to being a, a dual threat running guy, right? I think that that's doable. I think you've given a very realistic scenario in which our running backs carry the load and a lot of those rush yards that you got from your quarterback gets distributed to a running back. I think you could get there. I think that's a realistic expectation. And I think a lot of it as to, to, to what you pointed out has to do with the success of the pass game. All right. Let's see here. JJ brand says we never saw freshman tank again. Something changed after his first year. Um, I think what changed after his first year was the, offensive play caller if we're being honest you're you're talking about a a guy in coach Gus Malzahn who his specialty has been the run game wherever he's been now he's had some prolific passing offenses but what makes his offenses go have been the dual threat nature of his quarterbacks that allowed for his running backs to get free because it it changed the numbers in the box so that first year, and we're talking about a COVID year tank there, um, who in which he didn't start as the leading uh, as RB1 coming out the gate, Tank Bixby was able to benefit from a system that really featured the running backs in a different way than year one coach um, Brian Harson was doing. Right. And so then when you got to year two, Brian Harson, you really didn't see Tank Bixby as the prolific runner until end of the season. Cadillac Williams takes over as the head coach. The shift and the focus goes back to the run game. Running backs going crazy again, right? It's about the focus of the offense and who's calling the plays and how they're setting those things up. I think that's a major reason why freshman year Tank Bixby was very different than junior and sophomore, excuse me, uh, sophomore and junior year Tank Bixby. Um, Prince Major said, that's on the running backs. They want to run the ball, not blocking for someone who can't get the ball downfield. So you think that there was an issue with the running backs and their effort in their ability to block, not so much whether or not Coach Caddy was getting them prepared to do that properly. I'll say maybe on that, um, but I, I think you have a job to do. Right. Like missing a blocking assignment. And I'm not even talking about technique. I'm talking about just flat out missing the assignment. Um, and honestly, wasn't really good from a lot of different places. If we're talking about tight end blocking in, in the past game and we, we just didn't do a really great job of that. So I don't think that that's solely a Cadillac Williams issue. I think that there were issues across the board in a lot of those places last year specifically. Um, but listen, man, you've got a job to do. And if that person's not really good at that, um, that was another thing that I think was curious. Like, um, you know, we talk about going back to the Gus Malzahn years. Uh, you knew really last couple of years of miles on when we were going to be in passing scenarios, we were not going to have tank Bigsby on the field because he wasn't the best pass catcher of the running backs that were out there in the room. And he wasn't the best in pass protection of the guys out there on the room. Right. It just was a thing, right? Like we were, we were, we were going to have a different running back out there to be able to do those things. Um, so 
is, does that mean that Tank Bixby's not a good pass blocker? Does that mean he wasn't coached well at that? I don't know what the answer to that is. I do know, though, that that was a thing, right? And so, again, I'm trying to think about success year one, Derek Nix, and I really want to hear from you guys about that. Chris S. jumps in and says, I think the goal might be 60-40 pass to run, but I can see a world where it goes 45-55. to 55. Interesting. So you think that there is a possibility that we lean heavier into the run game this first season with Derek Nix slash Hugh Freeze running this offense. Uh, Let's see here. Prince Major jumps back in. 2,500 yards passing and 2,000 total rush. Uh, You know, let's look at what we did last season. Um, We had... I think around 1900 pass yards so that's gonna have we're gonna have to get a significant increase in pass yards um see and then rush yards i think we hit that 2000 total on rush yards last season but again are we talking about rushing totals for the offense or are we talking about rushing totals for the running back room because that's an, ex- an important designation of what the success might be uh, Ant Robinson jumps back in. I think the first four games may be 50-50 running pass, but it depends on the quarterback, and it could be 45-55 or 55-45. I, I understood on that how good the quarterback can be, and that's probably what Chris was talking about as far as the delineation or the, the, the breakup is going to be. It's going to be how well the quarterback is going to be able to throw the ball and the confidence that our uh, offensive staff has in calling pass plays. Agreed with that. Uh, let's see here. What else do we got out here? Chris S. says, Damari Austin being a junior is, wow, he, got, he hasn't gotten a fair share of the running back load yet, and I don't see it happening this year. It's going to be an interesting thing to see what the breakup of run responsibility is going to be this season because, again, I think a lot of people want to see a 1,000-yard rusher for Auburn. I don't know if we're going to run the ball enough for Jarquez Hunter to be a thousand yard rusher and Damari Austin to get a heavy dose of carries this season. It's going to be interesting to see. And I think a lot of that is going to do again with the success of the past game and how, uh, how many points we're scoring early in games and then trying to salt games away with the run game, right? If we're going to be able to score points early and then we're going to try to run out the clock and then turn around and hand the ball off and, and get those, you know, 10 play drives where eight of the 10 were were turning around, handing the ball off to two different running backs, then we could see that. How often do we feature two back sets in this where we're going to um, be able to get the ball to the running backs in different ways, maybe out in the pass game? That's going to be an interesting thing. There's a lot of things that we could see differently in this coming season that I think would be very beneficial for this offense. Uh, but it's going to take some imaginative play calling and it's going to take a, a good workload distribution amongst a lot of the running backs that are out there in the room. Um, all right. That's enough, man. I have talked enough. I definitely want to hear more about this from you all. I want the conversation to be out there on social media. I want you guys talking about that here in the comment section. What do you want to see as success from the run game? Year one, Derek Nix, running back coach out here. As always, the morning drop is brought to you by the Rogue Shop. Make sure you head over there. Use code rapport when you do that. Get you a little something off of your purchase that lets them know the war rapport sent you. Uh, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel, share the content with somebody. We'll be back at you guys with another morning drop tomorrow. But until the next time, and as always, Warrior.
Jurassic.